Hello, love. I don't know if I like starting these off like that. I feel like we're more friends. And maybe sometimes when I say hello, love, it sounds a little bit more like I'm talking down to you. I don't like that. We are friends. We're going through this thing called life together. And so I want to say instead, hello, friends. So that is how we are going to sometimes start these off. I did not intend to film this episode right now, but I recorded this yesterday and listening back and trying to edit it, I understand that sometimes it sounds like I'm talking down to you and it doesn't sound very friendly and I don't want to put that out because that's not who I am and I don't want to pretend to be somebody else. I'm sick of pretending to be somebody else. I will only want to put out things that I'm proud of. I don't want to put out anything half-assed. So, we're back and I've got a coffee with me and instead of doing something that I would probably normally do of just being mad at myself and trying to force myself to be able to edit the video into something that I like, I'm going to change that because as we're going to learn in this, you can't go into the future with your past. I mean, okay, you can't create the future or go into the future that you want from the past behaviors and routines that you don't like about yourself so we're not going to but i think i may have just spoiled what this episode is about meditation we're talking about meditation i love meditation it has kind of turned into a big interest of mine and so i think honestly that Going through this thing called life that I like to think you and I are both doing hand in hand, it's really cool that there are tools out there that can help us create the lives that we want. And meditation is one of those tools. And so I was like, yes, let's talk about this because it's so exciting. All of the science behind it, which I don't really know too much about, but I will touch on what I do know about it. And we've got a lot of notes, so we are just going to get straight into this. First off, let's start with what meditation actually is. It's not just the act of sitting down on a meditation pillow or breathing kundalini energy up and down your spine, which I mean, there are practices like that, but meditation is so much simpler than that. It is the act of focusing on something reoccurringly. It's like you're meditating on a subject. You're meditating on a topic. You're meditating on the fact that you like coffee. That is meditating because it's the act of focusing on something like reoccurringly. And so what that means is when you're zoning out, you are meditating. Like if you're zoning out and focusing on like a daydream or something, you are meditating on that reality. You're meditating on that daydream. If you are driving a car and you're zoning out and you are just like constantly thinking over and over again about the fact that you don't like something, then you are meditating on the fact that you don't like that thing. Gosh, I just had to, sorry, um, intermission. I am recording this differently to how I have in the past because once again you cannot go into the future that you want 
by living in the past, by doing the same actions that you would in the past because those are only going to produce the same results. And I said I was unhappy with the episode, so I'm trying a new approach of filming it, which is holding my microphone and standing and actually using my body to talk because that is how I talk as a person, that is how I talk with my friends. And once again, you're my friend. I'm not a teacher talking down to you. But standing sometimes makes me realize that I need to go to the toilet. And so we had to have a bathroom break. Um, anyways, meditation. When you are zoning out or just in a cycle of your own thought patterns, you're meditating. You're meditating on your thought patterns. And so it kind of makes you be a little bit more aware. Like if you are like consistently throughout your day we all think so many thoughts I think it's like 60,000 or something throughout your day the amount of times that you meditate on the different thoughts that you have these cyclical things they are just like reinforcing the belief systems that you have because there's like a process to it right here I've got it here is how it works so how it starts is with our autonomic nervous system, which is kind of like holds how we feel. And that is located in our brains. It's like where you think. You're going to have to bear with me for a little bit on this one. It takes a moment to wrap your head around, but I promise I'm going to explain this in a way that you can get as giddy as I am about it. So we have the autonomic nervous system and it's in the brain. Within the same brain and within this autonomic nervous system, we have tissues that keep our hearts beating. And these tissues are made up of cells. These cells are made up of molecules. These molecules are then made up of atoms. And the atoms are made up of subatomic particles, which are mostly made up of energy, which is like nothing. The, the nothing of the universe. The 99.9%. Yeah. So... We are made up of this nothing. We have this nothing, right? And we're going to go backwards. That 99.9% .9 of the universe that is the non-physical nothingness can be kind of like likened to energy waves that carry information. And these energy waves of information, of potential energy, can then be organized into what we know as subatomic particles, which then can further organize as atoms, which then can organize as molecules. And these same molecules make up tissues, and these tissues keep our heart beatings, and they reside within the brain, within the autonomic nervous system. So what this means is we can meditate on things, meditate on our thoughts within this autonomic nervous system within our brain and then as we meditate on them we are utilizing potential energy so within this the way that you feel and what you meditate on what you use this part of your brain the autonomic nervous system what you use your thought energy what you focus on what you meditate on that breaks down like to a subatomic level of just pure potential energy which then organizes into physical matter so what you focus on expands so when our being when our state of being when our state of meditation like we are what we focus on within the moment we are what we feel that's our state of being so meditation 
kind of is our state of being. We're, if we're meditating on thoughts, we are being those thoughts because we are experiencing those thoughts within our brains. And when our state of being matches the state of being of what we want, they resonate with each other. And then you experience what you are. You experience what you resonate with because like attracts like. And so when you're meditating on things that you don't want to happen, things that you don't like, you're kind of creating them. And so meditation is a really, really beautiful tool to make you become what you want so that you can experience what you want. It's really cool. It is so cool. Here's the thing though, the reason why there's the whole process of meditation, you can't, I mean you can, you can do whatever you want. You can think positive thoughts and feel good, but if you want to actually be and become what you want, then the whole process of meditation itself with the breathing and the calming of the body and the really forgetting of where you are in space and time, that all helps you to lose yourself, forget your reality, forget your current circumstances so that you can fully become what you want, so that you can fully experience it within that moment. And then in doing so, you're like changing your brain you're going into the subatomic world of nothingness. You are losing the physicalness of the world, if that makes sense. And then creating a new world, creating a new experience. And honestly, it does sound crazy. It sounds so crazy. But the reason for that is because throughout school and throughout our society we have a thinking that follows the newtonian like way of thinking which is cause and effect it's like the classical physics building <laughs> it's like the classical physics ideas and these are once again the simple cause and effect this action creates this thing. Yes, actions create outcomes, but within the Newtonian model of reality, something is because something is. You can't change it. It's like, I would describe it as kind of stuck. It's like unchanging. It just is because it is, and everything's predetermined. We can't get out of our served circumstances. And we know that I don't like to think like that. But this is how we were raised. This is how we were taught. In physics, we were taught this. And so that is why the quantum model of reality is so much more difficult to understand and wrap our heads around. The quantum model of reality teaches that sometimes things behave differently because they just can't. For example... Within the quantum model of physics, we have observed that sometimes light can behave like a wave or a particle. But how can it be two different things? It can be two different things because of the way that we observe it. It can either be one thing or the other, but it can be one thing or the other because it's potential energy. It's not fixed. It's not predetermined, which is really cool. It sounds almost magical to me which I really like. 
I have been told that my brain doesn't really structure things very well, that I think very unstructured, which kind of felt like a little bit of a punch in the gut a little bit. But nevertheless, I like how my brain thinks. And within that, I think it does help me believe the quantum model of reality a little bit more because sometimes my brain is a little bit scattered. So this whole kind of quantum model of reality stemmed from Einstein, and it's the really famous equation E equals MC squared. And I learned this in high school, but until now, I really didn't know what it meant. Like, I understood it, like E equals MC squared, yep, we know this, but I didn't know what it meant. But through Google, I now know. It is essentially energy equals mass times the speed of light squared on the most basic level. The equation says that energy and mass or matter are interchangeable. They are different forms of the same thing. But now I want to quickly touch on a story of how your personal state of being can change your external world. And this happened recently. So let's start with a little bit of a background. I first moved here in March, which was a couple of months ago. I moved to Europe from New Zealand and I came I, or I found myself in a situation that I was very unhappy with. And it was a lot of change all at once, yes, but I knew that it was the external situation that I was unhappy with. And I had two options. I could either be the way that I would be in that situation that I was unhappy with, or I could take the reins of my life and decide to try maybe be a little bit delusional, maybe be a little bit crazy, and be how I would be if I was in a situation that I was happy in. So I forced myself to be happy. I forced myself to feel good, irregardless of the external situation, which I wasn't happy with. Every single day, every single day I would practice in my head feeling good, thinking good, thinking about things that I liked, thinking about what I would be doing if I didn't have those things that I didn't like, if I wasn't living those things that I didn't like. And what this did was made me feel good all the time when I was there. Every single moment I felt good. This is really important because through that feeling good, through that consistently being what I wanted, being the reality that I wanted to experience on the outside, I forced my brain, my gray matter within my brain to live that, to live in that happiness. And then by some miracle, like it was so fast, so fast, my external situation changed. So one of the big things that was really really hard for me was being so far away from my sister my twin sister and now because I practiced or pretended in my head that I was close to her that I could see her when I wanted to I told myself over and over again I can see Jasmine when I want to I can see her when I want to I would call her and pretend like we were walking together because I was doing that now I'm in a place where I can see her whenever I want to I can go for walks with her, I can live out those actual things that I was pretending when I was so far away. I was being what I wanted 
and so what I wanted had to be. And look, even if none of this is real and we do live in a simple cause and effect reality, I still felt good and I still feel good. And I feel good in believing this. And so I think it's really cool that I can use my brain to create different things or at least I perceive to create different experiences within my life and here's the thing even if none of this is real even if none of this is real I feel good while doing it and because I feel good while doing it I'm able to be nicer to people I'm able to have the confidence within myself to do the work that I want to do and put it out there for people to see it is kind of creating these experiences that I want to experience through like a more Newtonian cause and effect way of looking at things because I feel good because I believe these things then I'm nicer to people and everybody's happy and that is cool that's cool too so take away from this I have a big goal with my life so I am meditating on it consistently and then following that meditation experience that I do twice a day actively I'm trying to do it then I feel that feeling as though I know it's going to happen I don't know how I don't know when I have no time no body or no physical proof really as of yet I don't know but I forget all of that, but I still feel as though I have the thing. Therefore, changing my gray matter in my brain, changing my state of being to have that thing, and we're just going to see where it goes. Because once again, one of the reasons why quantum physics and this whole idea is so hard to wrap our heads around is because it doesn't follow the simple cause and effect model that we all understand. So really... We do have to forget about the cause and effect model for a while. We have to forget our bodies, forget time, and forget our realities and our identification with the outside world through meditation, through focusing on the things that we like and experiencing them within our heads for a little bit and then following that in our outside world with the feeling of having it already, no matter the outside circumstances, you're changing your brain to look as though it's experiencing those things. That is like how I understand meditation at the moment. And I think it's really, really cool. And I would love for you to try it out and tell me how you like it. Tell me what you think. Let me know. I would love to know your personal stories with meditation and creating your outside world because maybe it can help me hone in my beliefs more about meditation and how we can create our outside world or maybe you have a differing perspective to me and I like learning things and if you can prove me wrong please do so because then that's me learning until I talk to you next I love you we are going through this weird shit called life together and I know that we can do it. So until next time, if you need anything, just ask. I'm always here for you. Hello, my love. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
please give Fresh Baked Bread a five-star rating on whatever podcasting service you have. It really helps the podcast out. Any advice, questions, or personal stories you'd like shared on the podcast, it can be anonymous, or you can have your name included. Just please let me know. Send to online at gmail.com or to any of the Instagrams linked in the show notes. All topics discussed are the opinions of the host and guests. Please do not take anything discussed on this podcast as medical advice. Forever holding your hand through this shit. Love, Ella.